What's going on, everyone? We are back with our Chell Stars podcast. We have four of the original five with you today. Unfortunately, Mikey is not here to join us, but not to worry. Today is actually a milestone podcast for us. It is episode 20. Episode 20 of Chell Stars. Uh, it has been an amazing past six months since we started last summer, and we are so happy to be continuing uh, with our shows and blessing the listeners and the and the world with our amazing hockey conversations and takes uh we've got a good show for you today um gonna touch on some recent news around the league uh we'll touch on the world juniors go canada uh, a bit about a new year's <laughs> review <laughs> uh, a little bit of a new year's review here some uh how the teams have been doing so far almost uh, halfway through the season and where we'll think they'll be at the end. And of course we got um, our trivia um, questions for you. Kyle's got a couple good ones and I think Max is locked and loaded with his rapid fires again today. And then we'll hand it over to the listeners for the next uh, fan question as we do. Uh, but we're looking forward to getting into it here. And uh, I'm going to kick it off with uh, Max and kind of take us through some recent news. Go ahead, Max. Perfect. Thank you, Corey. And welcome, everyone, to the new year. Um, as you know, we've uh, been off for a little bit here, but we're back and hopefully going to be back on a better schedule going forward. Um, that being said, since our last one on December 22nd, there actually hasn't been a whole lot of crazy news. Um, just been a lot of trade rumors. Um as we all know as Canucks fans, um, and the trade deadline coming up somewhat shortly. So I'll be definitely always in the discussion. But obviously, uh, with that being said, uh, St. Louis, I think, is a good starting point here with a lot of key injuries to their players and a lot of, you know, uh, pending UFAs. Uh, you got Tarasenko and O'Reilly both out for multiple weeks really hurts their trade value and just their overall push for the playoffs uh tory krug also out for the landing on the long-term ir uh he's not a pending ufa though um but i mean our my question for you guys is, for them yeah <laughs> yeah um my question for you guys though is does this impact you know their chance to make the playoffs and do they sell now at the deadline yes <laughs> I I think and absolutely I mean yeah Tarasenko O'Reilly and Krug absolutely hurts their chances of playoffs. I don't see them making the playoffs. That's too big of a, a loss. I think the biggest yeah. loss of the bunch is definitely going to be Tarasenko. I've noticed O'Reilly's like a step slower this year, so he hasn't been that that productive for them. Yeah, I mean. You're looking at a scorer. O'Reilly's had a bit of a rough first start to the season. Uh, I think he only had one goal in the first 20 or so games. Um, but still, three key guys for them. And they're still pushing for the playoffs. Bit of a veteran team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, Aaron, do you have any uh, take on that? I mean, pretty much the exact same thing Corey <laughs> said. <laughs> yes, it definitely does impact them. I don't know if they're necessarily going to go crazy selling but it wouldn't really make sense for them to try to keep everybody at this point you know just all the all the aging guys the older contracts it's just such a tough situation to be in 
Yeah. I think and, they're uh, I think their plan this year anyways was to sell um O'Reilly and Tarasenko because I think the perceived value by other teams is higher than the actual value that that they get out of them right now. Do you think though these bigger injuries will have too much of an effect on that perceived value? I think if they're back within a month or two and they have a few weeks to play before the deadline, the recency bias will be strong enough for them mm. to still get dealt. Yeah, that's fair. I know, Aaron, as well, you were particularly annoyed because you have Tarasenko on your fantasy team. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing about Tarasenko. He was sick for the game. I was a Tuesday or Thursday game, so he was ill. No big deal. He's healthy next game. He plays like four and a half minutes, and then he gets injured. And now he's out for forever <laughs> knows how long. So that was a really, really fun time for a couple days there. Was he on your bench, or was he actually in your lineup? Oh, he was on my bench for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was really excited that I could finally just stash him on my IR, but then I realized I already had a completely full IR, so it was just a lose-lose situation there. So you dropped him? Not yet, but maybe it's coming. Maybe. Yeah, and uh, with the new year obviously comes another winter classic of the NHL, uh, this one being held at, uh, was it TD Park? Garden. Enway, I think. Enway, okay, Enway now there you go. Did uh, you say TD Park? TD, yeah. Is that it's, even it's, a real place? It's it's like it's, TD it's like Garden, a just a baseball place. field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, the not as crazy winter classic for scoring wise. I said, "All right, guys." <laughs> Calm down. I need to talk That's here. I can't have days. laughing. Yeah, I, I just want to hear about Madison Square Park. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I, why did I even bother trying to name it? I didn't know it. Uh, so Boston winning in fashion, um, comeback fashion. Uh, Pittsburgh losing Tristan Jari in the first period um, could be pretty impactful for them, depending on how long he's out. Still no word there. Um, and obviously we got news of the next one next year on January, or New Year's Day essentially, uh, between the two newest expansion franchises of Seattle and Vegas. Hey, Max, I heard it was being hosted at Climate Change Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sure it's not like yeah no i have no good okay taking <laughs> <laughs> yourself a hole yeah no moving on <laughs> um my question is though for about that one would you guys preferred obviously we probably would have as canucks fans but if canucks maybe pushed for that a little bit more between seattle or vegas i just feel like it's hard to have sorry kyle i think it's hard to have one team with a lot of history and then one team with absolutely nothing so if you're going to include seattle i think it's kind of the only way to make it happen at this point at least but a few years down the line for sure that'd be pretty cool like, i don't know that's why they did vegas against seattle because they're both obviously expansion teams but i think that if they're going to start building that rivalry they should have gone with the canucks like that would just make that so much more intense if, yeah. if they were to start like adding fuel yeah. to that fire. I doubt the first really... years will be intense, but 
start building it up, right? It would have been a really and, good mix uh, of bands too, right? With it being so close to Vancouver. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vancouver and Seattle have a history themselves, being in whatever the I think the Pacific West Hockey League or whatever it was. They played against uh, like the teams share that history, so I think you could have played on that for sure. That would have been cool. But I don't know. There was NHL a NHL's concept that one of you guys sent through today. Yeah, I saw that today. If, if the millionaires anybody... and the Seattle Metropolitans. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. If anybody's interested, but, it's at dm.graphic.design.co on Instagram. Yeah, all right, all right. They're not, uh, they're not sponsored. The guy put in a lot of hard work. Come on, give him some credit. Yeah. Um, we can share it on our on our account if you're interested. Um, I was gonna say something too. Oh. But I mean, the I'm waiting for when the when the Winter Classic can be held in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't like we get our Heritage Classics, but like I want to be on the main stage. It's like we should have one, but instead of going all always to Boston and Pittsburgh and Chicago, gets it like every other year. And obviously, the NHL wants to push Vegas and Seattle, but I'd like to see one in. Like, remember when the there was one in Michigan and it was like half Toronto fans. That one was sweet. <laughs> they had one in a, Oh, um, uh, there's a few t- You could definitely do one in, in Ontario. Well, there's always people always talk about the Lake Louise. That would be sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be uh, really sick. Yeah. Something in Ontario between, I mean, obviously like Toronto, Montreal would like draw a huge crowd, but they also get a lot of that stuff, so it would have been nice to see Vancouver. And didn't didn't Vancouver have an outdoor game? Were they hosting one, or was that like, it was against mm-hmm. Calgary, right? No, Ottawa. Ottawa. That was a few years back. Man. So I it was in. Actually, I'll tell you exactly. I think it was <laughs> twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen. Okay. It was either thirteen or fourteen. A BC place against Ottawa. They played bad. I'm pretty sure they lost like four to one. But it was a special game because it's the game that got Luongo traded. <laughs> because, yeah, do you remember because, that one? Uh, yeah, Tortorella played Eddie Lack, and Luongo wanted to play that game. And then, like two days later, uh, he was traded. So, and we, 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 Lack, we, your mom's favorite player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My mom does love Eddie, Eddie Lack, but. Uh, Shout out John Tortorella for finally getting that deal done. <laughs> the one, the one good thing he brought us. So that's not true. He also brought us the amazing game against Calgary, where he tried to fight the entire oh, Calgary. <laughs> so the two things. <laughs> but so why they had a game, uh, an outdoor game in March in uh, Vancouver, I do not know. It's like spring. Canyon. That's like 15 right. degrees, though. <laughs> right. But, uh, It'd be water. Yeah, point. Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't really interested in, in it this year because of Boston and Pittsburgh. I don't know. It didn't really seem to. It was also on Monday. It was like January 2nd. So I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it was like the day after New Year's. It's kind of weird. And yeah. it was at like 11 in the morning. I didn't like that. That too, yeah. 
Is it not always at around that time? There's been a couple that have been more closer in the evening, but it's usually, I don't know, I feel like they usually do it on a weekend or on like a stat holiday or sometime when I actually get a chance to watch, not a Monday mm. where I'm working, so. Mm. Which, it was a stat holiday for most people, but. Yeah. Remember there a couple of years where they there was like, there was like six outdoor games a year or like eight or something? The yeah, stadium they, series, all those. Yeah, they definitely overdid it for a little while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've kind of dialed back now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, last bit of news here, and we can move on to some bigger ones going on. Uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, yesterday waived uh, Jacob Rana, who I think no one saw that coming. Um, but woke up today no one claimed him so bit of interesting news there um who knows what's going on behind the scenes because he did just come back from the player assistance program um yeah <laughs> that's all i have to say about that sounds like like people that follow detroit more closely kind of saw that coming uh, sounds like Fabry was coming off of the IR and they need to clear a roster spot and Verano just wasn't up to speed quite yet. So I think yeah. they were able to utilize his massive contract and the term left on there and the fact that nobody has cap space um, in order to get him down to the AHL for a few weeks to get his confidence. Up. Yeah, he was still just coming back. So he basically is going there for a longer loan period, conditioning stint essentially. Yeah. Exactly. So, hope to see him back soon. Obviously, uh, he's gone through some some stuff, and uh, hope that he gets back on his game real quick. Mm-hmm. So that does about it here. I will pass it off to Corey so we can talk about the World Juniors. Yeah. Thanks, Max. Uh, good game today. Canada beating USA six to two in the semifinals and they're moving on to the finals against Czechia. Uh, it's been a good tournament. Um, haven't been able to watch every game, but I've caught either watched uh, as much as I could or follow the highlights and they've been fun to watch. I think what uh, the best part about uh, it for everyone is while I'm watching Connor Bedard and how amazed we are at uh, his performance um, in the tournament so far. So six games played, nine goals, 14 assists for 23 points. And he's a plus 14. So the next uh, leading score in the tournament is Logan Cooley, who is a great prospect in his own right. And he has 12 points. So half. So Bedard's double the next person. And uh, yes, a lot of those points have come come on games where they've been able to score a lot of goals and I would say run up the score a little bit. But uh, it's been pretty common for a lot of these teams, especially USA as well. And that goal that he scored against Slovakia in the quarterfinals, overtime uh, winner, pretty much doing it all himself. Um, This, I think, is... The one of the most, it's definitely recently the most dominant performance by a skater that we've seen in the World Juniors. Uh, I can't think of. There's been some other 
close performances, but he's certainly been um, dominant. And uh, what I think we're wondering what we can expect from him right away. So uh, the question for uh, for you guys is, is Bedard going to jump into the NHL next year and have an immediate impact? Is this guy going to be a point-per-game player? Is he going to be a 30-goal scorer? You know, we've seen some players struggle in, in the past. Um, what's our confidence with Bedard? Uh, I'll throw it to Max. I'm going to throw it to you right away. Oh, geez. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's, it's really hard to say because you never know with these top prospects. Obviously, Bedard seems to be really getting out there as like almost this top tier level kind of mcdavid level prospect mcdavid mm-hmm. jumped in the nhl and pretty much dominated from the start um point per game over point per game in the second season um bedard a little smaller stature i know the nhl is kind of starting to almost get away from the bigger kind of size guys but He's still sitting at 5'10 and only 185. Um, and he plays a very, you know, big play-driving game. Crack of a shot. He, has, he pretty much has the whole package. Um, I would say, just from watching the Canada versus U.S. game today, with him kind of getting almost targeted more from higher-level competition, he didn't have the high-level Bedard game that we've seen during this tournament. It wasn't a four- or five-point game. They he, they needed other Canada you know, you know, players to produce to win that game. So in the NHL, it would be very interesting to see. Um, I can see him definitely having maybe 25 to 30 goals in the rookie season, similar assists. I just don't see him being... If he's healthy playing 82 games, I don't see him being 82 points. It would be pretty close, maybe. But you never know. He seems to be obviously producing everywhere he goes. So, yeah. I'll pass it off to mm-hmm. Kyle here. It's it's kind of funny that, that even though Connor Bedard still got two points against USA, there's still a subpar game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that's going to hinder Bedard next year would be like the quality of players he's playing with. Like if he's in, if he's in Arizona, he's going to be carrying the load. I don't think that he'd have a point per game season. But if he ends up with another team that's maybe got a bit better wingers, I could see him scoring 25, 30 goals and adding another 50 or 60 assists. Like he's just that good. It all depends on how he's he's able to adjust to the speed and the size of the pro game. Mm-hmm. Which I think he'll do just fine. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I can't say I have much different opinions than you guys. Um I definitely agree with you, Kyle. That's a really good point about him not necessarily maybe having the strongest players around him. And I think that's going to be something where we really see how much him specifically being targeted by his opponents will hinder him. Like we kind of saw a little bit today. I mean, obviously he still had a lot of good plays, but it definitely does impact him for sure. So if he is on a team where he very clearly is the guy to carry the team, 
he's being targeted by the other teams a lot more, I can't see him being quite as dominant as maybe everybody expects him to be. If he's, if he's able to get on a team like San Jose or mm-hmm. Columbus, then he's going to be surrounded by some better players. Like If he gets on San Jose and he's playing with like Hurdle and Timo Meyer, or even playing second line minutes, he's going to have so much more opportunities than if he gets um, drafted by a team like Chicago where he is going to be like target number one for the for their opponents. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Can Corey? Uh, yeah, I think uh, agree with everyone's points there. I think he's um, his skill set is unique, and he's got a lot of. He's got a great shot. He's not as fast as McDavid, but he's got speed. He's got stick handling. Um, I think for 18-year-olds that make the league in their first year, it is tough. Um, it's rare that you get even a point per game like kind of McDavid or Crosby. Like That's pretty rare, and those guys are obviously uh, generational players. Um, I think of like even if you look at someone like Jack Hughes, it's taken it's a few years. Um, the one that stands out is Matthews, who had a great rookie year. And I think about when he went to play in Switzerland, his final junior year, playing against men, and I think that was uh, incredibly beneficial for him, and he was able to adjust to the NHL uh, very well. So I think that'll be, with Bedard, it'll be an adjustment period for sure. Um, And he is a little bit shorter, 5'10", so playing against, you know, 200 to 20 plus big men in the NHL will be be a bit uh, different for him but I'm excited to see what he does I think personally I think looking at this guy I think he looks to be like a future star I would say yeah maybe not right away but it, it looks to be that way so I'm excited excited for him nice to see a good uh Guy from BC, North Vancouver, so it's just fun, <laughs> exciting to watch. And uh, yeah, he's been amazing this tournament. So maybe he'll be playing at home for you guys. That'd be fun. Oh, He'd sell out a few buildings. <laughs> Can only wish. Can only wish. Perfect. Next up, we're going to be talking about our news review. So each of us have come up with a quick prediction on which current playoff team we think are going to slip up a bit and miss the playoffs. And then we'll talk about which non-playoff teams we think will make a strong push for a playoff spot at the end of the season. Um, Each of us has come up with a team, so we're going to discuss that a little bit. Max, we'll start with you on your playoff team to miss. Oh, man. Well, this one's really tough as it is for both of these questions. Um, I'm immediately looking towards the East. It's a bit of a bloodbath there over there right now. Um, there's a lot of teams that easily have the talent to make the playoffs. Um, there's a lot that currently are in the playoffs that you th- would think would stay there, but I don't. not everyone does, unfortunately. And I think right now that team that currently is in a spot is the Islanders. I just don't know how I feel about this team. They did just destroy 
the Canucks, but that's the Canucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just something about this team. I feel like Sorokin is carrying them more than they think, or at least what it looks like. Um, he's playing out of his mind right now, and I feel like just the five-on-five five play and just overall special teams aren't going to be su- sufficient enough to carry them with teams that are behind them, and we can get into that. I don't want to spoil any teams. <laughs> so that's my pick. Nice. Corey, what do you think? What's your pick? <clears throat> yeah, um... I was trying to look at... Uh, I was looking in the East. I thought maybe the Islanders as well. But... Uh, Max got that before me. So I'm going to go with Washington. Um, Washington, yeah. I don't know. They're kind of older. Washington's just focused on Ovechkin and and goal scoring. (laughs) So I don't know if they're really like – well, I don't have to know. It's pretty evident that playoffs are kind of like a bonus for them. Right now, their prerogative is get OB goals. And yeah, be a good team, be a fun team to watch, be a competitive team, and sure, make the playoffs or Ovechkin gets more playoff goals then as well. But uh, I don't know, I'll pick Washington. I think uh, they're like, uh, I had them out of the playoffs to start the year just because they're kind of older past their prime. So I'll stick with Washington. Good. Aaron? Yeah, so I went into the West, uh, and my pick is Calgary. Um, currently in a wild card position, but just looking at the way the Pacific is going right now, I kind of feel like Edmonton's going to make a strong push over Calgary. And then you look at the teams right now in the West that are missing out on those wild card spots. We'll get to some of those in a little bit, but I just feel like when you look at those teams, they just seem overall a lot stronger contender wise than Calgary is. Calgary's just kind of been middle of the pack, kind of average good, but just in my opinion, not quite good enough to beat some of the stronger competition coming out of the West here. I've I've Markstrom in two of my leagues and I'm thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> not quite as good as he was for me last year. Absolutely yeah. not. He's shitting the bed, which gold goaltending is hot and cold, but yeah, you're definitely onto something there, of course. Um I'll get to my pick for a playoff team to miss. Mine is gonna be Seattle, even though they are third in the division right now i think that their goaltending is going to implode they haven't gotten good goaltending this year Um, martin jones has been clutch at times but he still has a sub 900 save percentage and philip grubauer is just philip grubauer so i think the goaltending is going to do them in we'll we'll find out um if their defense and their and their forward depth and keep them in it, but I think that they will be missing. Next up, we're going to be talking about non-playoff teams to squeak into the playoffs. Um, Max, I'll throw it over to you for probably the best choice here. (laughs) Well, I think I snagged this one before anyone else chose them, and I think it's the easiest to answer, and that's Colorado. As crazy it is, they aren't in a playoff spot right now, but they've been absolutely murdered by injuries as they usually are. Um, and, you know, with them getting healthy and with just the caliber of team they have, there's no way they don't miss. Um, so that's my pick. I don't think I need to argue it much more. 
That's fair. Yeah, we got McKinnon back the other day. Landeskog, it still sounds like he's going to be a ways away before he joins the team. Same with Bowen Byram. But Nachushkin should be back. I don't know. Hopefully soon as well. I hear he's skating again. Same with Josh Manson. So it's slowly coming back together, but it's been a rough stretch here as of late. Uh, Corey, what's your non-playoff team that's going to squeak in? Yeah, uh, with Washington out in the East, Buffalo will squeak in. Uh, they have their own version of Ovechkin. His name is Tage Thompson. <laughs> uh, this guy is sick. He's scoring a ton of goals. He's been a beast. Um, and I think their team is kind of figuring out how to play together. they got some good chemistry going. Obviously, Darlene is good. Um, Jeff Skinner uh, remembered that he was good. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I think their team is gelling. So as long as they can keep uh, some goaltending up, I think, uh, yeah, they could they could squeak in there and bump one of these bubble teams out. If if, if Skinner is good this year, don't draft him in fantasy next year because he's going to have a bad season. <laughs> he's consistently good every second year. <laughs> no, you should, you should say the opposite. You should say, oh, he's so good. He's going to be even better next year. Yeah, Max, he's going to be even better next year. <laughs> there you go. Aaron, who do you got? Yeah, so going off a similar theme of how tight it is in the East right now, uh, my team to make the playoffs that's not in a spot is Pittsburgh right now. And I think just purely because of how tight the race is, a team like Pittsburgh that has such a history together, they have such good chemistry already for so many years, they have all that experience. I feel like they're going to be a team that can sort of make that that last-ditch push to kind of overcome some of these teams that are a little bit shakier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Experience. Hopefully. You can never count a team with Crosby out. <laughs> Very Except true. Except I did at the start of the year. <laughs> yeah, you really did. <laughs> <laughs> How's yeah. he's holding strong? He's he's having a decent season. He's, he's had a slow stretch lately, but yeah. Um, lastly, for myself, uh, the non-playoff team that I think will make it, I think Florida's going to go on a run. I'm really hoping that they can kind of hold together. Like, obviously, they're they're a super deep team. They got Barkov, Bennett, and Anton Lundell down the middle. Um, super exciting there. Hoping that that their goaltending can can come together and, and figure it out for them. Bobrowski had a great season last season. Spencer Knight yeah. had a great season last season, and now both of them are shooting the bed. So. Is that the problem? Like, what Florida won the President's Trophy last year. As far as I know, Matt Kachuk is having a great year. What's the, Is that goaltending, the problem with Florida? What's going on over there? I think it's goaltending and just secondary scoring. It's just being a bit streaky. Reinhardt had a good stretch there where he was doing pretty good, but I think he's quieted down again. Um, I think injuries, too, had a lot to do with it because Ekblad was injured for a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, he's barely played this year. He's had two yeah. injuries. And and two other players that haven't played at all either, um, Patrick Hornquist and Anthony Duclair as well. You add those guys into your top nine, and that'll push some of these other players down the lineup a little bit. And I think their defense is actually doing better than I anticipated this year. Brandon Montour stepped up big time. I haven't been following Gustav Forsling. I don't know if either either of you guys have been. Gudas has been a bit more quiet, but 
Yeah, I think it's mostly the goaltending and some injuries. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, if Florida doesn't make the playoffs, that's a huge disappointment. It's also interesting. Florida and Calgary have both been pretty unremarkable so far, mm. just kind of on the on the bubble, in, in and out of the playoffs. It seems for the whole year so far. After that huge trade that was supposed to make both teams better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they were kind of the front runners at the start of the year. So makes you wonder where they'd be if they didn't make those moves. Obviously, Calgary would have lost Goudreau regardless. But mm. interesting. Another yeah. thing to note as well is uh, Florida doesn't have a first round pick in the next three years. <laughs> it, the, it, the next two after this one coming up is top 10 protected but this one coming up is not and montreal has it so if that if they do miss that is a lottery pick and what do you know what if they did trade away charot for bedard (laughs) that would be one of the worst trades of all time (laughs) the worst trade deal in history of trade deals that would be bad yeah so they're really hoping to make the playoffs that's for sure I really hope. Uh, now I really hope that Florida misses. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> and and Montreal gets. And Montreal gets Bedard for Sherrod. That would be like <laughs> that would be like the greatest storyline for the next twenty years. <laughs> like you traded this bottom six defenseman. <laughs> Connor Bedard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That would be anyways. Bad. That's all I got for that. Anything else to add? I think we touched base on everything we were meant to. I think we're good. Oh, cool. <laughs> yep. Awesome. We'll swing into the trivia. That's my favorite segment. Um Max, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I got a couple prepared here. Uh, if you want to go, I feel like mine might be too hard looking at it. So no, I want to hear it. I want to. I want to. I want to excel. I'll, at I'll it. still say it, but Perfect. it might be just awesome. me listing off the answers. Sounds good. So I got two trivia's planned here. Um, obviously, one with a modern player, and then one with a player from the past. And then Max has got um, yours is more like question answer style. Yeah. So it's been a few episodes since I last did it. It's a kind of a rapid fire questions, as I'll say. And the topic for this time is the World Juniors. And can we just before we start, can we just say the 2022 trivia uh, winner standings that I'm <laughs> leading with seven wins, uh, and yes. everyone else is behind me, tied at two wins. Do so, we? Well, <laughs> do we? Kind of. Make a do you note want of to that. that for the new year, or do you want, do you want us to buy you a trophy? <laughs> I mean, you want a pizza yes. party? <laughs> no, let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. But let's just make a note that I had the most wins in 2022. Absolutely. So, so episode 20, monumental episode 20. We are <laughs> we are going to touch base for for, for Corey's sake. Um, our trivia player standings so far since we started this. Uh, at the top is Corey with seven wins. Wow. And I didn't even, bottom, didn't even realize. And at the bottom <laughs> is the rest of us with two wins. <laughs> so huh. good job, Corey. 
Thank you. Yeah, mostly just luck, but you know, it's nice to know that all the uh, all this useless hockey knowledge in my head is going towards something. Absolutely. We'll we'll get you a trophy or a jersey next Christmas if you you to lead. That'd be nice. Hang yeah, that on thank, your wall. Thank you. I think the Good. highlight yeah. even it has to be the one player we haven't gotten, and that's Joe Corvo. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> it said, it said, you had a good shot. He is second is a power play guy. Anyways, um, shall we get into this? Fire away. We shall. Perfect. So, general question here. Hint number one. This player played his 1300th career game early this season. Oh, I think I got it. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Hmm. Um. Second hint. Wait, Max, Aaron, do you, do either of you guys remember seeing this? Uh, I have too many guesses. Yeah, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple that I'm like thinking. I feel like could be a few. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, hit number two. Similar to our trivia Tuesday. Is one of four brothers drafted in the NHL. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it, it was the first. It was the first one that I thought. So. Oh, it was. Damn. Nice. Okay. Do you, Do you have it too, Max? Yeah, I do now. I don't. I my first guess was wrong, so Corey would have beaten me. Aaron, any guesses? I want you to get this one. I have not a solid guess. No. Okay. Hopefully this next couple of hints will help you out. Hit number three, his best season would come in the 2005-2006 year where he achieved career highs in goals, assists, points in only his second season. He would also win the Stanley Cup that year too. And hint number four is his best years came in Carolina as he was their star and captain for almost a decade, um, or around a decade, sorry. He's now slumming it in Florida in their efforts to tank for Bedard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which is impossible, because they don't have a first-round pick. <laughs> hey, Corey, who is it? It is Eric Stahl for Florida Panthers. That yep. is correct. Aaron, did you have an inkling on that at all? You know what? I couldn't decide which brother it was. I was so split between <laughs> Eric and Jordan. <laughs> hey, but you're on the right track. That's awesome. I was. At least I knew the brothers this time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you you knew there was four of them. Which one's the, <laughs> who's the fourth one? Don't make me name them all. <laughs> That's a no oh. that I don't know. Yeah, what? Eric Stahl, that's Corey's. Congratulations, win number eight. Thank you. And his best year, 100 points. Did you know that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he was on the cover of uh, NHL 08. Oh. Was it 08 or 07? Oh, no, OV was 07. You're right. 08. Yeah, it was, was 08. On the cover of yeah. NHL 09. Who was on 09? Wasn't that Kane? Uh, I didn't. I thought it was. Uh... 
Oh, 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 09 was FNUF. <laughs> oh. I didn't play 09. I played 08. I remember. That's because Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. Yeah. Nice. So I was paced every day, all year. <laughs> every day, all year. 100 points. <laughs> uh, okay. Ready for the more challenging one? Yeah. Perfect. So this is the Pat question, dedicated to Max's dad, of course. Okay. Clue number one. This player was very controversial in his day, with his cocky celebrations and off-ice antics that drove his teams insane. Uh, I mean, I got a couple guesses. Yeah, it's like a, a two-part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, uh, there's one... Oh, there's one that I'm going to pick as my guess right now. Okay, locking it in. Yeah. In number two, he was drafted by Montreal, later got traded to Dallas. He then spent time with Washington, Phoenix, and Nashville. He was of Portuguese descent. Oh, I got it. Is that your first? 100, 100%, I got it. Still off the first one? Uh, uh, No, new no, one, but right now one. I got it. Max, Aaron, any inklings? Definitely not for me. No. I I, th- I think the fourth hint will help you, but we'll do the third hint first, of course. Always a decent second line center. His career high points was eighty three points in seventy six games with the Stars in oh seven oh eight. Statistically, though, his best season was forty nine points in the lockout shortened twenty twelve twenty thirteen season with the Capitals. Um, that was 49 points in 48 games, if you're curious. He would sign with the Coyotes that offseason, but was bought out only after one year due to behavioral issues. Yikes. And the hint that'll probably help most people is he's best known for his TSN top 10 for his cheeky between the legs for his <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I got it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Max, got you got. Yeah. Who you got? All right, Corey. Do you want to give yours? I. Oh, I know Corey's right. So. Okay. Well, my it's um Mike Ribeiro. Mike Ribeiro, correct him. Yeah. I've seen that clip lots. <laughs> yeah. I I loved I I loved Mike Ribeiro. He was a I liked him. He was like fun player to watch. And yeah, of course he had those. He had some nice shootout goals. The cheeky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he go he puts his finger like he's like shh to the crowd yeah. after he does that. And yeah, and the announcer's just like cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, Dallas. He was good on Dallas. He was awesome on Dallas and he was really good on Washington too, but I don't think they had the cap room for him. Yeah. And he just imploded on in uh in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He signed a huge contract with them, though, and I think he oh. yeah, tough place to play. I guess you're used to playing. I guess he's used to playing in Dallas, but I think he spent a lot of time like playing power play with with Ovechkin and Backstrom when he was on the Capitals. I think I had him on my GM mode when I was playing NHL 08 with Eric Stahl on the cover. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing between legs, Forsbergs again. <laughs> What's the goalie that he scored on? Hold on. Max, while I get prepared, I'm going to look look that up. All right. Uh, 
Without to be seen. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me the team, and I'll try and guess the goalie. L.A. What year? Uh, 2011. Uh, quick? It can't be quick. <laughs> Martin Jones? <laughs> Bernier? Jonathan Bernier. Oh, it could have been Bernier. Here, uh, let me just look up the LA Kings 2011 roster. Sorry, guys. Give me one sec. So your guess is Bernier for the goalie? I guess Quick, uh, was, Quick was on that roster, but it wasn't him. It must have been... I don't... I think it was Bernier. Yeah. I think so. They don't have the goalie numbers, which is frustrating. They have to look at a different... Uh, Bernier, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Bernier because it wasn't quick, and there's only two LA goalies that played that year for them. Okay, they were 31. Hmm. Why doesn't any website have the jersey numbers? NHL reference? No, Bernier was 45. I don't know. I'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's very important that you do. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> Anyways, right. Max, take away. I can take over here. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions. I hope they're not too hard, but I think they're going to at least start with easy ones and go into hard ones. Um, so like before, just shout out your answer. Okay. And uh, hopefully this... You guys can get it. Um, so, Kyle, y'all, everyone's ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. So, when was the last time Canada did not finish on the podium? Uh, World Genius, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Jeez. Yeah, I mean, obviously not for them. They didn't do well that year. But... <laughs> All right, nice one. Uh, all right, who has the all-time points record in a single tournament? Orsberg. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> well, that was quick. Uh, not that it's, I wrote it down. Well, I do have it wrote, written down. Do you know how points. much it was? Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been all over TSN. Like, <laughs> I figured, that's why I figured. Probably the, the only one I actually knew that you're going to ask here. <laughs> Oh, All sorry, right. Aaron. I should have left that for you. Oh, no. You're good, Kyle. You're too fast for me. <laughs> that was really quick. Uh, who has the most goals all time at the World Juniors? A little trickier. Lindros? No. Shen? No. Most goals all time. Tavares? Eberle? Eberle? Nope. Keep going. <laughs> Why I should know this? About Stamkos? He's I don't know Russian. If it's He's Russian. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin? Tarasenko? Nope. Yakupov? He's Nepsov? 
Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> a little older, older than that. Oh, uh, Fedorov. Nope. McGilney? <laughs> oh, very close, though, actually. He's second. Right. Well, Breer right. is right. Breer is right. Wow. Yeah, he has 27. Jeez. Oh, that's I'm not taking that one. That's just a group effort. <laughs> you guys just yeah, we're all over. Just narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, just guess and check. <laughs> yeah. Other ones in the top ten uh include uh Marcus Nasland, Alex Ovechkin, uh Connor Bedard. Okay. Yeah. And huh, was on another one. He has twenty seven hmm. goals in twenty one games. Beer does. Pretty good. Hmm. All right, so we all know who the all-time points leader for Canada is. We know it's Bedard. I wasn't going to ask that. But how about Team USA? Well, I think I just saw this. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe Ronick? Nope. Doug Waite? Nope. Kane? Patrick Kane? Nope. It's oh, pretty, no. One of them's... It, it, I'll, I'll say it is a tie. One of them's very current. The other Matthews. one, Matthews. No, I didn't hear Kyle's guess. Keller, no. Kachuk, nope. Wow, this. Uh, it's like two World Juniors ago. Uh, I think. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh, Zegris. Yes, he is one. Oh, of them. wow. I don't think you're getting the other one, so I'm just gonna say it. It's uh, Jordan Schroeder. No way. Schroeder. Was he a Canucks prospect at one point? <laughs> uh, yeah, I he was. Wow, the Canucks are... Do- yeah, he was. He was a first-round pick for the Canucks in in 2007 uh, uh, or eight or 2009. Or like he was a 22nd pick. Yeah, I mean, bust, but... The Canucks are dominating these. Uh, we have we got Beret, we got McGillney, Naslin, <laughs> Schrader. <laughs> exactly when it matters before they're on your team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, so a pretty close list for them. Uh, you got Ronick as well in there. Um, Logan Cooley is almost in the top ten. Oh, Corey, the goalie for that Ribeiro <laughs> goal. <laughs> Jason yeah. LaBarbera. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another Canucks legend. <laughs> Dominating. He was the the Sandman. That was his nickname. Why? Um he <laughs> had hair? I think he like he loved Metallica and uh so he liked like Sandman and then he had it on his, he had it like painted on his mask like like the Sandman, you know, like the kind of like the ghost story kind of thing. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry. Where were you, Max? I got distracted. Well, we're, all, we're all good. We just finished that one. So I got a few more. They're a little tougher. Pretty steep incline. <laughs> this one. Let's see if you guys know this. Uh, who is the all time points leader for goaltenders? <laughs> what? Who? Uh, is it the Czech goalie that's playing right now? Because he has like four assists in a game, or something. Do you know his name? No. Uh fuck no. Um, 
Am I right? You are correct, actually, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You are correct. Wow. He has four points in five games played this tournament, wow. and he is the all-time leader for all goalies with points. With four, four points? With four points. There's a lot of <laughs> okay. goalies with two. None of them have three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, pretty interesting fact. Uh I thought that yeah. could be a really hard question, but if you've been paying attention, you would know he has a lot of points. <laughs> so all time, he did play also five games played last World Juniors. He had zero points, but oh. all time, still the He's leader. He's been practicing. He's been practicing his assists. <laughs> He's going to be on the list like when teams play against each other and they're like, top points, point uh, getters on the other team. <laughs> And I was gonna be like, we gotta stay on this guy. <laughs> he's, he's got all many, almost as many points as Shane Wright does. Oh, yeah, uh, offensive threat. <laughs> also, right. shout out to the Slovakian goalie too. He was unreal. He was crazy. Mm, yeah. 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 There's some. I, I I bet he'll be drafted this year. That should be good for him. All right. Uh, next question. Who has the most shutouts all time? Justin Pogge. Uh, That's a good guess, actually. I think he was second. <laughs> oh, wow. Carter Hart? No. Carey <laughs> Price? You'll, you'll most likely need help, so I will say it is a uh, Canucks legend. Take that as you will. Andrew Raycroft? <laughs> no. Corey okay. Schneider? Very current. Emco? Nope. Di Pietro. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I think he had two points though when I looked. I know. <laughs> wow, he's climbing on the list. Current Canucks legend. I mean, he may like or may not be current? on the same team, the oh, okay. Canucks right uh, now, but he Mark, recently was. Markstrom. Nope. Yanks. <laughs> uh. What? Think true Not Canuck true. legends. I may be joking when I say that. If you say uh, Luongo. <laughs> no. <laughs> more current. Uh, I believe what? he is Slovakian. Oh, Halak. It Halak. is Halak. <laughs> no way. He has four, oh, and that is up. the all-time leader. Wow. Well, he must have played three tournaments then or something. Uh, let me, I think he played two here. Let me just double check. Maybe two tournaments. He's, he must have started two tournaments or something like that. I believe, yeah. Four shutouts. Four shutouts, and yeah, that leads it. Oh, that's yeah. insane, actually. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. Such a small sample size. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so these last two, I don't think anyone's getting. But they are fun stats, so I thought I'd bring them up anyways. Uh, so the question is, who has the most Pelly minutes all time at the World Juniors? Um, oh, Steve Downey. <laughs> no. That's you a got really it. <laughs> that would... Yeah, I remember when he like annihilated someone. <laughs> Wait, that was right. <laughs> they were doing like the pre they were doing like the pre game interviews and then Downey's was like everyone says I'm a risk to have on the team, but I'm gonna prove him wrong. And then like <laughs> that game, it was just like shoulder to the head and he got like ejected. 
That guy was a menace uh, even in the NHL. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I don't know. You might have to give us the country. It's Russian. He's Russian. <laughs> it's Russian. I, Back um, in yeah. I'll just let you know. It's uh. I'm gonna probably pronounce it wrong. Alexander Svitov. Svitov. Okay. Uh, I vaguely recognize the name. Is he, he, I don't um, even know who he that was is. A, he was a third overall pick for Tampa in 2001. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I see. That's why I recognize him. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Uh, in 11 games played at the World Juniors, he has 101 penalty minutes. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, you uh, keep it away from murder what? for that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. uh, also cracking the top 10, uh, Jack Johnson. Pretty funny. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Marco Sturm. Pretty interesting names. No one else really that current. And, and and Steve Downey was on there. Steve Downey, I don't see him here. I have a pulled up right now. I don't see him. Are there any Canadians on that list? Uh, the first Canadian is all the way down at forty-two, forty-second okay. place with forty-three penalty minutes. Is uh, Dion Phaneuf? <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> oh, a double Dion. You know that call by Pierre Maguire. No, I've never heard it. Oh, when he, he like hits two guys. Oh, kidding. I know that one. <laughs> oh, here, here. I don't know. <laughs> the double Dion. Yeah. I love that shit. And was that a Pierre Maguire call, right? Yeah, Gordon Miller and Pierre Maguire. Our boy, Pierre. Pierre. And so last question. Who has the all-time points record in a single tournament for a defenseman? Lidstrom. No, I don't even see him even on this list. Yeah, he's not that good anyways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Is it Carlson? Eric Carlson? Nope. So oh. just to help you out, it's a pretty hard question, so the answer is pretty hard. Yeah. So well, it's probably it's not, not helpful it's at probably all. Probably not Eric Carlson. Pretty know it. Okay. okay. Is it a player that he oh. is Swedish? Joe Corvo. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he is Swedish. Okay. Swedish. Is it uh, Swedish fairies? All right. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. Are they like an active player? No. Okay. Uh, well, he was drafted yeah. in the 1983 draft. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Come on. Uh, for your salming? No, no. That's the only other. That's the only player I would know. Yeah. So the answer is Peter Anderson. Uh, who? Oh, Peter Anderson. Who had uh, 14 points in seven games, and that's the all time. So, not that much, actually. Still two points a game, but still. Petrangelo came close with 12 points. Uh, Zellweger, um, currently, you know, this tournament has 11 points. Pretty good. So, he's close. He can have a monstrous final and beat him who knows so that's all the questions 
so sorry they were so hard. <laughs> Those were awesome. I like yeah, World Juniors was good. I figured Very they were pretty crazy. Some some of them were pretty crazy stats that I had to bring up. It yeah. just makes you realize that there's like so many players that like maybe peaked at twenty, or like <laughs> maybe they get injured, or just have a bad coach, or are on a bad team, and they just stunts their development. Mm. Craziness. Yeah. So. Mm. That's about it here. Um, for you guys all listening, you can have our to uh, head over to our Instagram. Our next fan question for you guys will be the exact one that we just answered earlier, and that is which current playoff team won't make it, and which non-playoff team will make it. So let us know, and we'll make sure to possibly bring it up if you have any cool points to add on that. Uh, oh, also, we should go over our. Trivia Tuesdays from the last couple weeks. Oh, yes. Nearly did you make that. both of those up, Max? I did not. Uh, Aaron. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> I'm... Give me wait, some wait. credit. Wait, Aaron, so Aaron you... made the first one. Oh, I was going to say, because <laughs> Aaron guessed the second one, so I wasn't going to say, Aaron, you can't guess and be that <laughs> wrong when you make it up. You think I would have like guessed the lowest amount if I'd made it? Definitely would have pretended <laughs> I did better. Plus, plus... The the Samanko one was so long ago, I just forgot who might have done it. So, sorry, Aaron. Great job on the Samanko one. Thank you, thank you. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I really like the hints on that one, too. That is definitely somebody that has a lot of interesting facts in their career. It was very hard to narrow it down. I think anybody that goes Ooh. by cement head on the ice is going to have a lot of interesting facts about his career. <laughs> and then, yeah, I made the most recent one, that being P.K. Subban. Which was awesome as I well. tried to trip you all with the first hint with it being a rookie Montreal defenseman, and they obviously go way back. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely not, like, like, like me and Corey were kind of discussing before the podcast, like, I think we both got it in about 20, 25 seconds. They've, they've had so many rookie defenseman so you start thinking about like way back but you realize very yeah. quickly that it's not gonna be like doug harvey or like <laughs> someone like that so mm-hmm. yeah so great job on those hints and uh follow us on instagram so you can see our next one coming out tuesday <laughs> hence the name trivia tuesday <laughs> It's revolutionary, really. Also, <laughs> it starts with the same letter, so it's got a nice ring to it. Ooh. Trivia. <laughs> Whatever they call that. Um, is that an onomatopoeia? No. <laughs> that is not. No, God. Hey, then, then what alliteration. is Alliteration. trying to think of alliteration. Yeah. Thank you. Alliteration. I did poetry in like all through school. Onomatopoeia. But... <laughs> Onomatopoeia is like, wor- is like words that sound like. Oh no, now I'm embarrassed. It sounds <laughs> like boom. It's like boom. Some yeah, boom yeah, English majors here. Okay, yeah. I think like a double D on. I thought that was a hyperbole. What's a hyperbole? <laughs> oh God. Oh my god! That's a gross exaggeration. <laughs> like this, like my Joker effect. <laughs> yeah, yes. perfect. See, you can't pull up. The thing is, if, I feel like you were pulling up elite, pro, like you can, elite prospect, is different from their NHL performance. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like my roller hockey uh, bio would be a great point per game all around player, but that wouldn't be my NHL bio. Okay, fair enough. So it's like a junior bio, like a minor league bio. <laughs> bio. Yes. Like exactly. dominant in every facet of the game. <laughs> going yeah. up to like gold league well, or platinum league or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm currently looking up Neil Yakupov's elite prospect bio. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see. Well, he was a gifted sniper and great all around player. Yeah. <laughs> um, just don't wait on me. Just continue. Well, our next thing's the outro, so we yes. technically are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't have, I don't know. It doesn't have anything? I'm on Elite Prospects. It just has a stats. Because he did nothing in the NHL. Didn't people hate him before he was drafted? I used That's to actually good. like him. You, you, did you like him? Dude, he was like an exciting player. He was kind of like, had like a... I guess he was kind of arrogant, but he was kind of like his interviews were kind of fun. Yeah, I did like him. I love when he scored on his rookie year. Remember he scored he scores uh, on overtime against uh, LA and like sellies across the ice. Don Cherry hated that. I loved it. <laughs> well, I just or, love like, hearing Don Cherry hated. <laughs> or there's that World Junior interview where they where he, uh, they scored on or, like they beat Canada. And he's like, "There's twenty million thousand fans in building we score we win yeah you, like, gotta, you can't even you, you, yeah. you gotta look it up oh no i think i know what you're talking about it was like it's like broken english but he's like he's yeah. like we beat canada we beat them. like it's hilarious yeah but yeah. that's the homework for tonight should i should i should i play this out loud for the listeners to hear it would probably sound like shit i'm not gonna do it <laughs> yeah i don't think that's a good idea what happened? Now my headphones are busted. <laughs> okay. Gold medal over here. Gold medal game tomorrow, three thirty, Canada and Czechia. And also, we got the first. Oh, well, not the first. We got Canucks versus Avs in the evening. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll actually be good. We can watch the World Juniors game, and we can watch the Vancouver Colorado game. That'll actually be a really good night so before we run into the outro here let's get everyone to give a score prediction for the canucks avs game we'll start with kyle of course my prediction for the canucks avs game is a five to four victory for the avalanche in overtime and my score prediction for the gold medal game is gonna be four to two for canada all right max I'm going because Canucks versus Avs is always high scoring. That's always quite crazy. I think PD loves scoring five points against them. Uh, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be same with your fourth liners. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derek Pouliot. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be. I'm going to go crazy. I'm, I'm going to say six five Canucks. Also overtime. Jeez, yeah. all right. And then in the Canada one, since we're doing that. Um, Four three Canada in regulation. Hey Corey, 
yeah, I was gonna say the same as Max said. It's always like crazy scoring. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I was gonna say six five. I'll say five four. I like overtime, uh, and then I'll say the same thing: five four Canada uh, over Czech. I think Canada. It's always high scoring in the juniors. It, it seems like they'll get the lead, and then Czech will come back, and then Canada will will win the, by a goal. So that's my prediction. So if you're in that five four overtime, you have which team winning? Canucks or Ice? <laughs> Canucks. I never pick against the Canucks. You should have known. Yeah. You'd, you'd be losing a lot of money if you were a gambler. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's right. The only thing I, I ask uh, is that the World Juniors doesn't end in a shootout. Because <laughs> it can't. <clears throat> do they not do that anymore? No, they don't do that in the finals. It's just continuous overtime. <laughs> oh, thank uh, Christ. I hate when <laughs> I hate when it goes to shootout in yeah, like semifinals. So you are correct. <laughs> That pisses me off. Okay, thanks. You don't you don't want to see Bedard shoot five times and score five times? <laughs> or the TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie or the, the Taves. Remember Taves did that? Legendary. I mean, yeah. the Oshie one was legendary, but I have fonder memory of Taves doing that. Yeah, that, that should have been the trivia line. Most shootout goals in the <laughs> World Juniors. In one shootout. In one shootout. In one shootout. Consecutive <laughs> <laughs> shootout goals. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what's your predictions? Yeah, I'm going to go with the same score in both games. I'll go 5 3. Canucks are going to win. Canada's going to win. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we say goodbye tonight? That's a hard episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone fast hasn't it yeah it has alright well as always make sure you guys check out our Instagram and Facebook both at Chell Stars we will be back next week for sure this time with a brand new episode thank you all for listening and we will see you next week <laughs>